Welcome to Go Big or Go Decom. I'm Cece Ciccone. And I'm Kelsey Bowman. And uh, Kelsey, what do we watch this week? The Cheetah Girls. All right. Now, I have to say, I must have been heavily influenced because I was uh, shopping for shoes today. And I've never in my life worn animal print. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, those like cheetah print, you know, pointy toed flats look kind of cute sassy i know i didn't go with it i decided my personality just is not that <laughs> just just isn't, animal you're print. not a cheetah not too delicious <laughs> i looked at the zebra the zebra print and i was like no 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 no, too far it's too a little far. it's just too much <laughs> it was too much so uh do you have any history with the cheetah girls at all i definitely watched it yeah i remember watching the second one when it premiered like, I definitely enjoyed the Cheetah Girls. I can't remember yeah. sitting and watching it, but there's no doubt in my mind I saw it. I think that I feel like they made a, a bigger deal for the second one. I don't know what that was mm-hmm. about, but I definitely, um, yeah, I definitely remember the second one more. I, the only thing that I remember about the Cheetah Girls is that my little sister, she liked to dance growing up. Like, that was her thing. Mm-hmm. And one summer she went to a Cheetah Girls camp. Where at the end they like performed all of the Cheetah Girls songs. That is fun. <laughs> so I remember it. Disney used to play the audition scene with them singing Cinderella as like a music yeah. video. Right. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of see like that one, and I guess well, I felt like that one felt like Xenon. Um, you know how they had like the pop group come. But, yeah. The ang- just the way that they did the angles in those scenes and there's some distortion there's like clearly a filter on a lens like yes. this was definitely filmed on film we have to digitally. we have to talk about the camera work as we go through this because there were so the many things amazing that were like work. mtv <laughs> yes that's what it that's what it felt like it was mtv so, like, original real world <laughs> yes like like camera work. old music video because yeah. it wasn't like today where you do filters and special effects is cheap. They put like a filter on Actually the lens. Actually on the lens, yeah. So you And yeah. they filmed it, like we said, on real film. Yeah, the content and... itself was distorted. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, that was really interesting. Um another thing I think and remember uh Kinet Kelly was full screen, not widescreen. And this one was too. This one was full screen, but remember Johnny Tsunami was widescreen. I have no idea. And this, and yeah, Johnny Tsunami th- was older than both. This seems bigger. This seems bigger than Johnny Tsunami to me. I don't know why it hasn't been formatted to fit our screen. So this came out in August of 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, That's So Raven premiered in January of 2003. And Raven Simone was already known before That's So Raven because she was on the Cosby show. So she right. did have some sort of a name before this came out. Um, none of the other girls really did. Yeah, Adrian. Adrian Bla- Bailon um was kind of made a little bit of a name for herself as an adult, uh, jumping around mm-hmm. on some of the the reality shows. She hosted the Real, which was a talk show similar to the View, but all of the hosts of the Real are females of color. And was so that MTV was a- or no? It was on a different network. Oh, it was a network. And she, I mean, she won a daytime Emmy for it. And I've she definitely was on that for seen 10 her. years. She's done some e correspondence work. She does a lot of pers- personality stuff as opposed yeah. to straight acting. She, she's popped up definitely on the Real Housewives of, 
of Beverly Hills at least a couple of times. Mm, um okay yeah i feel like she just has this face that's like super recognizable um i agree but it's interesting when when you read her acting where she actually didn't do that much outside no. of cheetah girls uh which is kind of interesting yeah raven simone um you know had had her uh she's she's done a few things she was actually on broadway in sister act oh wow uh, i did when, not realize when sister act closed yeah um which is a fantastic show and now she's hilarious. doing the that's so raven reboot right raven's home is is raven's that still home. still happening it's still... i think they're doing i think they're yeah filming it or part of it premiered yeah it's definitely it's, still going keely williams so keely williams who plays aqua was cast solange knowles was supposed to be cast as aqua which makes sense aqua's from houston so the knowles are from houston but Solange dropped out and they picked Keely. She and Adrian were already in a girl group together. Interesting. So they knew each other before. And then Keely and Sabrina Bryan, who plays Dorinda, became very good friends. And they're still fr- very good friends to this day. That's interesting. And Sabrina actually just started a podcast with Wilfred L. from Boy Meets World where they recap e-coms. That's incredible. They there started- are competition three weeks ago <laughs> like <they're laughs> and they started with my date with the president's daughter which we class which is not a, not a decom yes exactly but will Friedel is in it right so they have to come but up. it's not a decom it's not, not on the list decom. it's not it's not, not even on the list of disney movies before they were decoms like that is right. very clearly abc's it wide pre- world of disney it premiered on abc uh, during the like um friday night family night lineup or whatever they called it so that that was just fun fun little fact we're never gonna get I this found. off the ground now <laughs> I, know, and started after. I was like should i dm them should we do like a joint episode do you guys want to come so that you can get listeners right exactly because <laughs> he has a very successful recap podcast for boy meets world so, yeah he does he figured that would translate to decoms as well so anyway that was a fun fact we can hop right into the plot now wait a second uh whitney oh. houston produced producer this movie. amazing i whitney feel like houston. that's important amazing yeah so uh she produced we- a lot of stuff i've learned now really? as an adult she produced roger and hammerstein cinderella brandy oh. and she was in it right she was the fairy godmother i don't know um R.I.P. to a legend, Whitney Houston. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so we basically ju- just uh, introduced, there's there's four teenagers. They are freshmen in high school. Freshmen. All freshmen. of the youngest one was 17. They were between 17 and 20 when they filmed it. Yeah, so that that's kind of something. So Galleria is Raven. Uh, Chanel is Adrian. Aqua, as we said, was Keely. And then Dorinda is Sabrina. And so we have mm-hmm. these these four girls they are the cheetah girls i mean even when they're at lunch people are they're like delicious hey cheetah girls yeah they are it's very much part of their identity they wear they wear spots it's something that they say about themselves in and out of the group gabriella galleria i'm gonna call her gabriella because of, of high school musical i know it is it's um, a little bit tricky galleria's room is covered in cheetah prints yeah. Um, and these are girls who live in manhattan they go to what appears to be a performing arts high school I didn't I didn't uh note that in particular but yeah I mean the big thing is the talent show 
and, right. and that's kind of what, what we're introduced uh well, you know that it's called manhattan magnet okay, okay. but keely williams aqua aqua says that she has to go to her trig class at nyu now i don't know why she would be taking trig at nyu when every high school in the co- country definitely offers trig but she's taking trig at nyu but maybe not and... this one or maybe she likes to sit down when she does math maybe she likes to honestly that this sounds like the sort of high school that kelly went to. That, that, yeah, maybe it's the same i think she was in middle school but maybe it's the same one um and yeah. they but so to me the magnet part seemed like it was a performing arts high school yes they have a big talent show and you get like to bring a demo to a record label or something if you win the talent show yeah which is pretty big pre- pretty That's big prize. Huge. like we didn't have a talent show at my high school but you would have just gotten like a ribbon i performed in the talent show my sophomore year and my junior year <laughs> what's your talent uh that was when i was in my magician era you oh, know that you know that era. about me yes right? yes yeah i i so the thing this is totally sidetracked i promise it'll be fast um the thing about magic is that there's a difference between close-up magic and like stage magic so true and you can't um, pull a quarter out of the whole audience's ear exactly um but i i did a really i i I gotta say i did a really darn good job (laughs) and everyone was amazed i like kind of both years i picked on like the male teacher that like the young male teacher that like everyone loved yeah it was awesome i loved it i i love doing magic um do you have a magician name no i have a box i have a box with my magic (laughs) stuff still um, with you it's like a shoebox yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean like i got all i this, love magic i got all this stuff like uh the rings that you can make mm-hmm. come together and go apart and the stuff so that when i snap smoke comes up and uh what and, stuff that's magic yeah right um the magic you <laughs> just a box you know <laughs> i have like 20 different decks of cards that are manipulated in various ways <laughs> Um, I love magic. When I was in Vegas one time, I'll make this fast. We saw Chris Angel. He's a magician. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not like his show at all. He so he he cuts a woman in half. Classic. Right. Um, but that's not magic inherently. Cutting people in half. That's right. just you got to put them back together. <laughs> right. And he didn't put her back together. He just cut her in half, and the two sides went off the different parts of the stage. And I kept waiting. That's for the hilarious. rest for the part in the show where he put the woman back together <laughs> like anyone can solve someone in half that's what i was thinking the whole time and at one point she it came back on stage and her feet wiggled and her like she waved her hand yeah and so that was magic yes and then i thought this is when he puts the lady back together it never happened and he never put her back together no. and we left it i turned to my sister and i was like he knows that's not the magic right the magic was always putting her back together (laughs) my mom loved to tell the story of one day after school we went like prom dress shopping or something and i was in the um the dressing room and like took off my school uniform and like a bunch of quarters fell out (laughs) 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 my mom was like were you doing magic tricks at lunch (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) It was a fun time in my life. I don't know. I miss high school. We we talked about though that I didn't really go to a real high school. So, um. But anyway, what's really interesting is immediately you get the sense that these four girls have extremely different home lives. Um, yes, and they're very close friends. They are not just yeah. in the Cheetah Girls as a 
group like this isn't like I was I don't know I was in clubs but, in high school but I wasn't very close friends with everyone in them they're very close friends uh we see them perform a song they're all wearing amazing outfits yeah I, I will yeah, say I think Galleria and Chanel are like the closest yes and we of... established that they've been friends for a very long time seems like Aqua and Dorinda are the newcomers maybe they met right. them like this year in high school yeah yeah so um they're very yeah. girl power they talk very young because they're leaving like a birthday party that they were singing at they talk very young this was written by a black woman who also wrote for sister sister and lizzie mcguire so i think she did a great job of capturing that new york city youth they talk fast and they use a lot of slang but it's very mm-hmm. interesting um yeah we see yeah a little in your face mm-hmm. yeah galleria has a italian father he's from italy Mm-hmm. and um a, a black american mother so we immediately yep. see that you know she's biracial she has this at home which i thought that was great they're both they're still they're married they're very supportive mm-hmm. they seem and to you get the sense parents. they're wealthy yes they're, they're quite they wealthy do. yeah she doesn't seem to want for anything mm-hmm. um adrian or chanel is being raised by a single mother who the assumption that seems to imply she used to be a model or something there's a very large photo mm-hmm. of her hanging in she, her living room she seems to be spanish from spain and i think yes. that's that's the connection in the second movie right because mm-hmm. she's spanish um yeah so she, she's a single mom but she's dating a guy who lives in paris so that kind of creates this whole backstory yes. she is a loving mother and she's currently absently we I thought it was great dimension to, to the parents because her mom makes mistakes, but is a lo- like it's not like she's just not there. She's a loving mother, right? Well, it, and I think you know, you, when you're 14 years old, it's it's this weird time because I I had the experience when I lived with my dad. I lived with my dad when I was 17 for like that year, and my dad just trusted me, you know, and so he didn't feel the need to be around all the time because he was mm-hmm. like, you know, you're an adult. I don't need to take care of you, you know. And um, so it, it's just also that time of growing up that, like, you know, is kind of awkward. That I'm sure her mom, like, waited her whole life to be able right. to, you know. Tell me about it. <laughs> go out on dates and stuff. And she's like, finally. um, Yeah, but her mom does love her. But her mom also is kind of talking about moving to Paris and uh, yes. and what that would be like. So that's kind of subtly in the background. Um, We don't know much about Aqua or Dorinda. And I have to say... We never find out about Aqua no. and her home life, which is very odd to me. Like She recently moved here from Houston. That's all we know. So th- that was just... She also seems to be very well off, though. She takes cabs everywhere. She doesn't take the subway. So you have yeah, to have a decent amount of pocket just, money for that. It stands out because, like, if they never showed Dorinda's home life, like, I think that would be fine. But the problem is, is that they do end up talking about Dorinda's home life and we never get Aqua and just kind of stands out. Yeah, you know? it's true. That, like, why, even in passing, like, why don't they show her home, like, her mom walking by when she's on the phone or something like that? You know, like, they right. just, they really don't show anything. So anyway, um, we never find out about her. And that was kind of something that I was waiting for. I have to say. Um because after after the birthday party yeah uh galleria goes home chanel goes home um and dorinda goes to work we find out that that she's Mm -hmm. the one of the four that uh that has a job and i have to say that's always like 
I she guess, gets credit where she works for dance lessons. So she has, yeah. she's not necessarily bringing home pocket money, but she's working in exchange for dance lessons. She is primarily a dancer. Yeah. Right. That she's that that's her thing. So um so we're at school the next day and we're at lunch and we're chatting about her talent show audition. Mm-hmm. Um and that boy boys come up. We introduce our board characters. I don't know either of their names. I, I don't know if they actually gave them names. Really, I mean, the whole focus is on these four four girls. Yes. Which I thought is super great. Girl power movie. Growl yeah. power, as they say. And... <laughs> so they audition for the talent show. And they look amazing. They're all in white with Cheetah. Yeah. And they're in different outfits, but it's all matching. It's very Destiny's Child. Right. Very early Destiny's Child. I loved it. Uh, I will say Galleria... And Chanel's mom have both snuck into the audition. Right. So yeah. we see that Chanel's mom is there. She took the time to sneak into this audition, but she is just a little more absent. Like we said, there are growing pains to being 14 years old. Right. She has. She's starting to have a life of her own, separate mm-hmm. from her child, which and... is very good and healthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the girls do amazing. I don't know. They all look so cute. I did feel like in this mm-hmm. outfit, they dressed Raven, Simone, like she was bigger than the other girls well that's kind of the whole tension uh that that runs the whole movie is that you know i mean physically bigger oh uh, <laughs> which she's not i mean she is technically physically bigger than these other girls but she's not like overweight and also like it mm-hmm. shouldn't matter it's disney so they're keeping them all pretty conservatively dressed no matter what i just felt that right. way in this and a couple other outfits um, but that was also a very early 2000s thing was if you didn't weigh like 110 pounds it was not good enough yeah yeah I mean I think that that was very much in that era of like oh I can't wear that because of the shape of my body right like that was which, which is not where we're at now now we're like you know if you're comfortable in it and you feel good about yourself you know more power yes. to you but that was not yeah. not in 2003 it was very much girls with this this kind of body can wear these kinds of clothes um, right you know so. as have we talked about america's next top model before as displayed by we america's have not <laughs> i know i saw a clip from probably around 2003 of this girl that walks in like very normal looking girl and they say you know it's interesting that you're here as a plus size model and no, you're like look right it's just it's so and, and i mean I'm glad that we have come farther. (laughs) And we still have ways to go, but yes, I'm glad we've come farther. But I'm I'm glad that like 95% of people can see that now and be like, that's messed up. I watched America's Next Top Model, I mean, probably starting when I was nine. Right. And I watched it every, I watched the new episodes, I watched it every week. And now I look at it and it's like, I'm not going to blame, I don't think this was bad parenting or anything on my parents' part Mm -hmm. because it's just how everything was then. It was considered a pretty decent show. There wasn't a lot of cursing. It was just a reality show. There wasn't a lot of inappropriate behavior. Yeah. Um, Tim Tim Gunn was funny and, or no, 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 that was Project One Runway. Yeah, that was Project Runway. But Tyra was there. Tyra was considered. I I never watched America's Next Top Model. I did watch Project Runway, but that was different because I was focused. Yeah, I watched both. But, and now I'm like, I would not let my nine-year-old daughter watch that. I don't think. No. Well. So uh, much focus on 
uh, obviously your body the entire time. And like you said, these women are considered overweight. We are getting off on all kinds of tangents today. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Leah, well, I, I think it is important because like you noted, you know, bigger girls were dressed differently. And uh, we see that with Casey Stroh too in um, High School Musical. But um, yeah, so true. I, I think uh, Leah Darrow uh, was a Catholic who was on America's Next Top Model and she ended up having this big conversion. But in her book, she says that they would refer to the models as hangers. So like the designer would be like, okay, where's my next hanger? And he was talking about a grown woman. Um, yeah, pretty bad stuff. Yep. So, um, and that that world is still intense. That world, the ballet world, you know, all of that is, is still really intense. Um, yes. So I have been very into smock clothing for my daughter, <laughs> which I'm from the South. So it's a very big thing in the South. So I've been buying it, a lot of it resale because a lot mm -hmm. of people only wear them once or twice. So I buy them on resale Facebook groups. It's cheaper. And then I can buy more. Mm -hmm. So I don't really save any money. And <laughs> I, the amount of them with ballet shoes, ballerina pictures on them mm -hmm. because it's considered so girly and feminine mm -hmm. and pink. And it makes, I don't love the idea of putting ballet stuff on my daughter because there's such an association with thinness yeah. to being a ballerina. Oh yeah. And oh my gosh. I'm like, like I've of said, course it's... my daughter's chunky. She's 10 months old. She's not supposed <laughs> to be thin. Yeah. And I know people aren't thinking, you don't think I want her to be a ballerina because I want her to be thin. What you think is I want her to be like beautiful and graceful. And I associate that with my daughter, but what you're mm -hmm. thinking in your head is like, thin is beautiful and thin is graceful right it's just there's such a bigger conversation about i'm reading fat talk currently <laughs> by um so this is very much it's on your brain by, yeah by virginia soul smith it's so good i'm about halfway through i would recommend it to any anyone in general especially if you have children and especially if it's not just about women and fat talk but obviously we see that it pertains more to women mm -hmm. um, in our culture than men uh, especially someone who has a female child because it's just so thought-provoking and it's so yeah. well done it's so research-based research I'm so obsessed well it's just like I remember the first time which was well after 2003 it was probably 2008 or so uh when like Dove had a commercial with like slightly bigger women <laughs> like with women who had curves and it was like <gasps> and it was such a big deal um, so I, I do think it's it's good to talk about that, especially in, in a movie where looks are highlighted. So, you know, are made mm -hmm. such a big deal. But we can jump back into so <laughs> Jackal <plot>. Johnson <laughs> yes. is a music producer, hops over to the auditions because he went to this high school, which also made me think it was performing arts high That's school. That's fair. He went to this high school. Um, he knows spiky, 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 spiky. hair. <laughs> he is just such an early 2000s he's in like these track suits and like a yeah. tank top spiky blonde oh hair my he, gosh. Those, his sunglasses are like the very light blue frames do you remember a uh, big fat liar with cranky muniz I I was in Th that's what he reminds me of i know another okay. decom oh. alum yeah yeah what well, he was in um miracle in lane two which i'm sure yes. we'll get to eventually yeah. so we'll get yeah. to them all eventually <laughs> <laughs> April um, so he shows up he knows drinka who is the i guess drama teacher she's she's very drama she's in charge coded. of the talent show and he she's like this is my most favorite student you're my favorite she calls him jackal johnson which makes me think jackal is his legal name i wrote that down is jackal <laughs> his legal name 
That's bananas. And he he said the jackal keeps it real. He talks about himself in the third person. Um, I hate him. <laughs> I hate him from the book. He's our villain. It's pretty obvious. He's yeah. The antagonist. Yeah. So he he's there, and you know, uh, gallery is all over this. She is like, this to be is our famous. big break. So she she's like, she famous. introduces herself as the main songwriter. And the other three girls are kind of like looking at each other, like, why is she, you know, coming out on top? And that's mm-hmm. that's a big point uh, throughout the movie is that Galleria kind of see- sees herself as like the Mick Jagger, the you yes. know lead uh, singer, the the lead person in the group. Um, so Jacqueline invites them to to stop by. And to have a, a meeting at the at the record company, which they're kind of yes. like, even and before the talent show. <laughs> the moms swoop in and they're like, I don't know if we need to do this meeting and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And and then he gives Galleria his card and says, like, call me when your mom isn't around. And that is a horrifying red flag. Inappropriate. <laughs> and yeah. should not talk to minors without their parents around. It Absolutely. not an okay thing to do. And, you know, it's interesting because um, Galleria's mom, which I can't even remember her name. Um, I know they they say it several times. Um, But she... Dorothea. Dorothea. She's kind of like, you know, I don't want you to get famous right now. I want you to do school and to go to college. And, like, I I don't want you to be famous. Which is fair. Which, again, we've discussed child stars on this podcast. So, fair. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is just kind of interesting that, you know, she, she, because I, I feel like in other instances, um, like decom moms would be like, ah, yeah. she, Dorothea is a loving mom who's now like we, this, we're, we see multifaceted parents, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And then casually Juanita, who is, um, uh, Chanel's, Chanel's mom mm-hmm. is like, mm, we might move to France with Luke. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> so uh, the not the way girls, to approach an intercontinental the movie. Cheetah girls are in crisis. Um, so we do agree to go to the meeting the next day. Uh, Galleria's mom comes with Dorothea. No other moms come. I would have been there. I can tell you that much. If I, I it seems like the other moms trust her. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. And. Her mom says they're they're in the cab there and there's really bad traffic. It's New York, so really bad traffic. You're stuck in traffic. And her mom's like, "You have to wear ten. You have to wear comfortable shoes and keep your heels in your purse." And I think about that all the time. That was such great advice. I've used it previously yeah. in my life, and I thought about that scene in Cheetah Girls. This has clearly had a lasting impression. Really, and you we remember went to that? College in D.C. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I'm it's like, great advice. You walk all over the place in D.C. and I would wear like little flats and then keep yeah. my heels in my purse and switch it up done it a bunch of times yeah um, I, I, anyway, actually, so... I actually do it all the time here when snow's on the ground you, you know mm-hmm. you wear your boots and you keep your nice shoes in your purse yeah that's fine so true so <laughs> so they go to the meeting they and yeah it goes yeah. well well this is where we see galleria's first instance of like a slight to her friends she steps in dog poop on the way there and um Chanel helps her clean it off and she doesn't she's not super grateful to Chanel. she did thank you she did say like you're the real one but she did walk away very quickly at this point I felt like is is Galleria in the wrong she will be later for sure yeah 
this point, I felt like is she, this meeting goes well. He wants yeah. to record a demo with them. We're going to come back and record the demo next week. We go back to school. The news is all over school already. The newspaper wants to talk to them. Yeah, Yeah, the boys are talking to them again. The boys are clearly a little jealous. They have their own, like, music crew. Right, because they're... One is a DJ and one is a rapper. Amazing. And he's a great guitarist. (laughs) He was a way better guitarist than rapper. I don't know why he was rapping at the talent show. Amazing 2003 talent. Oh, I know. And... (laughs) so yeah we take the cab home with mom she says um i don't know galleria they were supposed to go back galleria wants to go back without her mother yeah her mom wants to go and and... did they record a single while they were there was that what happened they'd recorded a single already okay so they already had the single because galleria shows the single and she had made a cover for the Mm. single we record the single the next time got it okay which I guess the mom is there again, I think. I don't remember. And now there's some cheetah hate at school. Cheetahs are getting too big. Galleria's going a little much. They Galleria's like, we're not doing the talent show. Right, because we have to record. Because we have to record, which frankly is kind of, again, at this point I was like, I mean, she was mean to Drinka because she was like, you had your shot and you're kind of washed up. That was mean. Yeah. But not doing the talent show in my mind made sense the point of the talent show is to get a record deal They're and really they already have the record deal. A music producer sorry i'd be fine with it i realized that they auditioned for the talent show but it would be fine and yeah. so at the talent show rehearsal she's mean she's mean to dorinda she tells her not to dress like she does anymore i will say she is mean at this point and she yeah. is rude and people are like people don't like her she's full of herself there is a, especially in the early 2000s, the ideal woman, which is the ideal that at like the end of movies, all of our female characters are working towards is humble. Right. And she is very gracious and she never says I earned this. And this is still something that's seen in the, in the Barbie movie. We mm-hmm. see them hand out Nobel Peace Prize and the Barbies who win say, thank you. I worked very hard. I deserve this. And in theaters, that was surprising to me because mm. i had not seen and i'm a grown woman a woman just accept an award and say thank you i deserve this i worked very hard yeah and so there is this and i think like they you deserve to say that if you're i realize that they're barbies if you're a barbie who's winning the nope i realize they're not real <laughs> in physics i'm assuming you worked really hard in physics and you did deserve that the other barbies who also did not win probably deserved it too but that doesn't mean you don't deserve it. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's this ongoing um thing that I've experienced. Man, we're going on lots of tangents today, but I um, know, but they're all really important. It feels they like. are I have a lot of the, feelings about the Cheetah Girls. There was this uh Rachel Hollis. Are, are you familiar with her at all? She wrote the I book am. "Girl, Wash Your Face." Mm-hmm. Girl, stop apologizing. I think. Yeah, she got in trouble because she made a TikTok video where. Um, she she said something about like the woman who cleans her house or something like that, and in it she and then like people were like you're not treating her like a real person. So she, then she did a follow up video where she was like, you have no idea how hard I work. Like I wake up early every morning. Like girl boss, girl boss, girl boss. Like anyone can do what I do if they just worked hard enough. 
And then everyone was kind of like, do you think you're the woman who cleans your house and probably has three other jobs, does not work as Doesn't hard work as hard. you? Mm-hmm. And do you think that if she did, if only she worked as hard as you, that she would have as much money as you? Because she's probably an, an immigrant with little education, with little social mm-hmm. supports, like all those things. Especially little education in English, which is the primary Correct. language in America. And so like... But it really started what I think is now an important ongoing conversation about how, like, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps is not enough. (laughs) You know, like, everyone is working really, really hard. (laughs) Don't ask Kim Kardashian. (laughs) You know, and that was the problem with the Kim Kardashian thing. She said, feels like nobody wants to work anymore. And she's thinking, like, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. But at the end of the day, Kim Kardashian and I do not have the same. T- and I don't have right. the same 24 hours as someone with less. I realize that I have privilege, but right. someone with less like uh, Kim Kardashian has full time nannies mm-hmm. and housekeepers and a chef. And, and people I who drive her don't. places so that she can work on her phone while mm-hmm. she goes. And places. she has a private plane. If I have to fly, I like don't go places to do things because right. I if I have to fly somewhere, well, I have to bring my children with me most of the time or I have to figure out if anyone else can watch them, which is not just I can't afford to just pay someone to watch them for a week and I yeah. don't live as close to family as she does. Right. And she flies on a private jet that she can sleep on and she can do right. all this work on and she can bring her assistants with her and her makeup artists and all this stuff. So yeah, it is true that there is, I think, a fine line though between that we want women to constantly be humble but then also Mm -hmm. acknowledging your privilege and and that's kind of where we stand with uh galleria so galleria has loving parents who are together who support her um chanel has is raised by a single mom who's having her own life so you know both are still financially stable they're very financially stable Still don't know about Aqua. <laughs> Her dad um, moved from Houston to work in New York and she takes cabs everywhere. So she's she's probably okay. Yeah. Um but uh Dorinda, there's this big question mark about what her home life is like. It's true. Um Galleria's mom asks, and she's like, I don't really know. Um, you know, I know yeah, she has a little like, sister. We know she has a little sister, exactly. And um yeah, so we find out that at the the dance company, she's invited to like be a part of a certain crew that pays money. This is Dorinda, and mm-hmm. and, and she and, and go on tour for ten weeks alone, which I thought not a chance. My fourteen year old's going on tour for ten weeks alone with dance, <laughs> but that's a different. But she's excited, but also knows that her future in the Cheetah Girls because of that is kind of up in the air. So um yeah i think i got my i got my notes mixed up and i was that's okay my notes from last week i was like when did they have a fight but that was the fight last week that was the fight last week so uh chanel who is played by adrian bylon she comes home there someone calls and it goes to voicemail saying like are you ready to put your apartment up for sale and she kind of answers angrily and is like no we're never selling and then when she hangs up the phone she finds her mom's credit card her mom they were supposed to go on a shopping trip her mom canceled to go on a date with luke the french guy and left the credit card and said oh go shopping without me 
and she's and like, so she says, I'm gonna do some damage. <laughs> and we learn she does. So we see her, she's she trotting around, she's buying stuff. We see the credit okay. the old style credit card. I was gonna say her. this was hilarious. You know, like it wasn't the electric one, it was the one that just did the impression of like yes, the raised you- numbers, which is so funny. So I was funny. somewhere that that uh it was just like a pop-up shop and they wanted to, to run it like that. My credit card doesn't even have raise numbers anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's just printed on it. Yeah, it was it was That's goofy. That's so funny. Um, so yeah, she does that and she finds this vest and she's like, this is perfect for Dorinda. Yeah. So she thinks I'll bring it to Dorinda and I'll apologize for how Galleria was acting because Galleria specifically brought up Dorinda's clothing. Right. She goes to the hotel the apartment building they've dropped Dorinda off at before and mm-hmm. she tells the doorman oh I'm here for the Thomases or whatever her last name is he said there isn't one here she says yeah. no Dorinda describes her and he says oh the super's apartment around the back and mm-hmm. she's confused but she goes around the back because she's Dorinda has heavily implied that she lives inside she's gone so far as to walk up the steps and then turn around when no one is looking go around super's apartment yeah she's very much been trying to uh not let people know about her home so chanel is not upset she's just confused right and then a black woman answers the door and dorinda Mm -hmm. is white right at least we think she's white so then she says dorinda i don't know why you didn't tell us that your mom is black like we don't care Mm -hmm. like look at look at um look at like uh, she's like i'm a bunch of different like Mm -hmm. you know um Hispanic yeah uh, for the and... for the most part race does not play a part in this movie mm-hmm. you know and then dorinda says i'm not black i'm white i actually don't know what i am i'm a foster kid and i don't know and her parents. mom didn't want her yeah right my mom did not want me to have been in the foster system you know this is a foster family i live here with 10 other kids which mm-hmm. might be we don't know if that's an exaggeration or not there's definitely several other kids we see her younger sister and we see, we hear other children in the background. I didn't think that the number 10 was an exaggeration. I, th- I thought she was okay. literally saying, yeah, that there were 10 She other says, kids. we only live in this really nice building, this really nice neighborhood, because uh, her husband is the super. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, right. yeah. And I mean, Chanel's very much like, we don't care. You know, we love you. Right. Chanel's like, we don't care. So then we go to a little slumber But party. hold on. C- oh. can, we, can we dwell on that for a second? This girl is a foster child with 10 other kids and like is very so- well adjusted socially she and is. like you know She's has this whole dancer. life yeah you know th- the whole thing with um you know she gets the dance lessons and yeah it's just she's kind of incredible um yeah but and, and you can understand why i went to a school with girls who were like I I grew up not wanting for anything my dad's a doctor but I went to school with girls who were like rich 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 same I both <laughs> my parents were lawyers I one of three we all went to private school so there were definitely times where we like I mean I couldn't have I don't know I had yeah I didn't want for anything I was never yeah. like oh we can't afford this 40 dollar thing right we, we if I wanted to do vacation, extracurriculars we had it vacations was every year yeah did extracurriculars you know lived exactly. in a very nice home um and yet like some of those times when like these girls were like just talked about like their lifestyle that was just so so different from mm-hmm. mine right. and like yeah there's just this sense of like 
I don't know embarrassment and shame and like yeah whatnot and so I cannot even imagine on this other level you know the school I went to had girls who there were some girls who uh, went to who lived in a group home who went to my high school they got like vouchers from the state yeah and then there were girls who I mean one of the girls in my grade's dad uh is the CEO of a fortune 500 company so like just just shows you the huge wild difference yeah and um so yeah you could see some things like this and where I went Mm -hmm. to school although this is probably why I'm like I like uniforms in high school because (laughs) since everyone's just wearing clothes sure yeah but yeah and so to see how other people like I knew girls who got brand new Mustangs when they turned 16 brand new Mm -hmm. Beatles and like I did get a car when I turned 16 but it was like a 10 year old focus so it was still like I was Mm -hmm. aware I got a car and other people didn't but also other people got much nicer things than me so there is you can see a difference there yeah it's interesting I saw a study recently that everyone thinks they're middle class um that that's just kind of how our brain um understands you know we don't see ourselves as being particularly wealthy or or particular I, I mean I, I should say the I would assume the the difference is the extreme poor do not think that they are They're right um, and a middle the extreme class. Um, rich. and there is some sort of a shame around feeling like you're that like I read an article in the New York Times about a family that was like I take the like tag off of my bread so that my housekeeper doesn't know I buy like ten dollar loaves of bread yeah and things like that because they're but also there's I think more of an inherent shame around because it's like oh no they're gonna find out I'm have so much money but if if when it when you're like oh no they're gonna find out for her I'm a foster kid I have nothing she's thinking are they even gonna want me to be a cheetah girl anymore are they because hang out the cheetah girl image is so associated with you know just um, like best, an en- envious unquote, lifestyle right mm-hmm. so um but it's all okay and they end up having another meeting uh with jackal mm-hmm. johnson they perform a very cute little number do you remember what that one was called girl power girl yeah, power, girl power. Yeah, yeah. they good. do awesome uh jackal johnson has different ideas though he does. i will say we have a sleepover the night before this meeting between galleria and chanel mm-hmm. and they both have their hair in french braids which is a protective hairstyle and galleria is wearing like uh she's not wearing a full bonnet but she does have like a scarf over her head mm-hmm. which i thought that was great to see some protective hairstyles at night yeah for these girls and because they are both um women of color yeah and, and then the next day they go to this meeting they perform very cute. without our parents yeah, no parents. Valeria's mom agrees not to go. I didn't approve, but she's doing her best. But they do the girl power thing. And again, the camera angle is like, if you can imagine the camera person just like turning left and right constantly mm-hmm. <laughs> and and going on a little bit crooked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was what the camera work was like on that. And back then we ate it up. We said, yeah, like this is the future. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, this is the coolness. Yeah. And Jackal wants them to not be the Cheetah Girls. Their right. marketing, he brings out his marketing team. The marketing woman says, the middle-aged white marketing woman says, and I quote, the children of this country love your bouncy, up-tempo, pop urban sensibility. <laughs> Which I thought was just like a hilarious line to hear from her. They did a focus group. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he comes out and he says, you know what? We want you to be like this global sensation. Like 
very you know like multi-cultural and so in order to do that we don't want to see your faces because uh, first of all these girls are multicultural <laughs> they already are right <laughs> you have raven who's like a light lighter skinned black woman you have keely or uh aqua who's a dark skinned black woman you have adrian who's uh european spanish uh and then obviously we don't know dorinda's backstory but like they are and um we, like we already have this but he wants them to wear masks not animal masks. animal masks he says you'll always be a cheetah galleria gives her a cheetah and then he's like playing with who gets these masks and it's like, like who's gonna be awful. the panda <laughs> right <laughs> none of them you picked the one ethnicity none of them are none of them should be the <laughs> none panda. Of them are <laughs> yeah so um and in addition to that galleria brings up she's like we can't sing in these masks because obviously that there's like a little bit of a reverberation that takes place and that's when jackal reveals that they're going to lip sync Mm -hmm. which in 2003 was like the one thing you didn't want to do like like now in 2024 we appreciate like we expect that at the macy's day parade they're going to be lip syncing right we expect at the super bowl that they're going to be lip syncing like like we expect it in 2003 it was like front page story ashley simpson lip-syncing on snl SNL. that was exactly that was exactly what i was thinking about and because it was just this like and that soon after that avril lavigne was on tour my sister went to the concert Mm -hmm. with a friend and she said it was weird she like sneezed at one point and stopped the song and started it over and my dad said oh do you know why she did that because she wanted to make sure everyone knew she wasn't lip-syncing wow yeah so she wasn't like directly saying it but she was going out of the way yeah and now we're like okay if britney at her vegas residency which she obviously doesn't have anymore like if she's she's dancing around and she's doing flippities and she's coming down from the air like i don't care if britney's lip syncing did did you watch the super bowl halftime show no um sorry uh, (laughs) it was usher and alicia keys thank you Alicia Keys, her first note was like a sour note. Like it was just, it was kind of s- s- screechy. She was in the dark. Like you, you didn't know who it was when she sang the first mm. note, but it was, it came out as a sour note. It was very obviously a mistake. Um, and then she, she went on and it was incredible. But like, I was so surprised that she was actually singing you know yeah because i i don't think usher was saying um you know like and that's because we more look at people for their showmanship now i feel like like we want the dancing we want the fireworks we want the yeah you know we want to be entertained we want to be able to dance with them that for someone to actually be singing is is a pretty big deal in 2003 that was not the case so all the girls were like we are never going to be lip syncing we can't do that and um, Galleria says, and he plays them a song he wants them to sing. It's not a great, it just kind of sounds like a Coco Melon song. Yeah, it's kind of like honest. Bop, Boppy Child. And Galleria says, no, I don't want to do this. And no. this is a situation where I think no one was wrong. Mm-hmm. Galleria says, no, this is not how I want to become famous. This isn't how I want to do it. The other girls say, you don't want it to be your way. We want to do this. We want to be singers. We want to be famous. Which I say, there's nothing wrong in them agreeing to this. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong in Galleria not agreeing to this. Sure. Um, I think that's maybe, fair. like a parent should have been here. So this is a situation where I think it's fine that they disagreed. Mm-hmm. But so Galleria leaves. 
And the girls say, this is a lot for today. Can we think on it? And mm-hmm. as they leave, um, we see a like line of other girls in the hallway. So basically it's like a, you're replaceable. Idea. Right. We'll just give this to the next person. Which helps because yeah. you're wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that it could be anybody like uh, the DJ Marshmallow. Like, I don't know who he is. Like, it could be anybody just with the the hat. DJ Marshmallow. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. So Galleria and Chanel both cry to their moms and they both have good conversations. Her Galleria's mom says, like, I didn't want you to get your dreams crushed. It's kind of why I didn't want you to do this. And Chanel's mom, they talk about how she hasn't been around. And I thought those were really great scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, We got some clarity there on those issues and they're both like, they're sad. They're realizing again. And then just because no one was wrong in that situation doesn't mean your feelings can't be hurt about the whole thing. Oh yeah, of course. But yeah, just because you had different ideas of of what was going to work out. Yeah, I think you so experience that all the time. In a fight about it, and then Toto, our beloved Pigeon Friche, which is not a salad dressing, as Ruben Simone reminds us, uh, falls in a hole. And yeah, Gal- Gallery is like, you know what? Because her parents earlier in the movie had kind of gotten on her about not walking the dog so much. So, so she's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to walk the dog, but she gets distracted. Let's go the leash. Yeah, she says, oh, I'll take him to the talent show. The talent show's going on. She's like, oh, I'm going to support Drinko, which was, she was mean to Drinko earlier, so that's good. Some, some character which development. is my nightmare with my dogs. There was one time that Rocco, literally the same thing happened, where I had the leash in my hand, and I was picking up his business, and just kind of got caught off balance and let go of the leash. And Rocco starts running towards the dog park, which is, I don't know, maybe three blocks away at this point but he's running across like a major road mm. and like oh, no. in my mind i just see him get hit by a car. yeah <laughs> like so like scary. that's just and I, I was very fortunate that he did not he made it to the dog park someone you know saw him a dog running with a leash attached to him and got him but yeah oh so toto gets in a hole it becomes like a big local news story <laughs> it's becomes like, a ridiculous he's causing traffic jam for i can't tell why because they call the it toto watch on toto watch <laughs> she tells a police officer like i need help my dog fell in a hole and the police officer's like dog in a hole that's bad he like gets on the radio he's like i'm gonna call for backup there's a dog in a hole <laughs> this is where the movie becomes a little nonsensical this is where they lost me it was really good. It was really, really good. And the dog fell in the hole. <laughs> and so like... um, none of the girls were planning on, uh, you know, participating in the talent show because they had had all their other stuff going on. So Chanel is getting her her toes done with her mom and they see on the TV like mm-hmm. that Toto's in the hole. And so they immediately like leave the salon. They run to Toto. Aqua comes and Dorinda comes. We're all in amazing matching sweatsuits. That are so they're all cheetah spotted, but they're each have their own color again, and they're just matching. Yeah, very much like them. Juicy Couture, like mm-hmm. velour yeah. sweatsuits. Match, <laughs> but then, like still matching girl group, we have our own color, but we're my. Ma- it was so good. Yeah, yeah, they were coordinated, and they had headbands that were their own color, but had the cheetah print. That's cute. No one can reach Toto, and we can't like I don't know put one of those guards around his neck and pull him up and for mm-hmm. i don't know why they don't explain this at all but we can't get to toto we stopped there's a huge traffic jam because they stopped traffic again i don't know why and they're like you need to call him he can't hear you so they start <laughs> singing one of their songs and toto 
I'm sorry, this is just ridiculous. Toto, here's the Toto sound loves of the, the cheetah, cheetah girls. Cheetah girls. He's their biggest fan. And he's, they're like, he's wiggling, he's wiggling, he's wiggling free. And then they're just like, we got him. And I'm like, where was he? He was what, one foot to the left? I don't understand. <laughs> so we free Toto. Toto's happy now. Oh he's safe. He's perfectly fine. Like an ambulance checks on him. The girls are leaving. Uh, they're going the to the talent not- show. Not Dorinda. They're going inside to go to the talent show. We'd already seen the boys rap, and they did really good. And then the yeah. does Galleria apologize? Like I don't think she apologized to her friends. She apologized. No, to well, so so Galleria thought everyone kind of hated her, and then mm-hmm. when everyone comes and shows up for Toto, she I think just kind of inherently is like, oh, you do care, like you do love me, like, right? And so she goes them. to the girls boy galleria's love interest boy plays the guitar so well why wasn't this his talent and mm-hmm. then we just start singing and dancing here in the middle of new york city for our choreographed yeah. dance where did the stage Everything. come from where were the lights where did the stage come from the camera <laughs> but... stays and films it and it's on tv because okay you know. so so i i want to talk about the camera work here <laughs> it's like that i don't know what i think boy meets world actually they used it for transition in a couple of times where it's like a blurry like i don't know how else to describe the camera work like it's blurry and like like it's uh almost like it's slow motion Mm -hmm. but they didn't uh turn up the camera speed enough yeah so it's like skipping Mm -hmm. you know um but incredible camera work that you really is just so indicative of the times. So <laughs> like, like we did not use it anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and it flashes to Jackal Johnson and his two marketing people. He's sitting there. They're standing behind him. He has a glass of milk on the table in front of him and nothing incredible. else. Incredible. Why is he sitting there drinking milk? I don't know. Watching strong news. bones and teeth, man. He's strong bones and teeth. Yeah, her mom said that earlier. Um, He's sitting there drinking milk, watching the TV, and he's like, this, I, I missed out on this. Well, the Cheetah Girls are performing their music video on the 6 o'clock. Yeah, he, he's regretting that he he told them that he wanted them to, you know, wear their animal. The firefighters become background dancers. I loved it. The, yeah. the sweepers become well, background and, dancers. And the the performance number is uh the titular song of Cheetah Girls that that's that's what they're performing here isn't it what is what's its name i don't remember it's cheetah girls oh it's oh cheetah sisters i guess oh cheetah sisters yeah we stand together yeah they're amazing we are one family though we don't look the same our spots are different different colors okay um and that's it (laughs) And that's it. That's the movie. We learn Dorinda movie. turned down the tour, said she could hang out with the Cheetah Girls and be Cheetahs this summer. Mistake, Dorinda. Well, your mom yeah. shouldn't have let you go on tour, but you shouldn't have turned oh, it down. But a fun thing is, is that Dorinda's foster mom does does show up and there's like a cute mm-hmm. moment where Galleria and Chanel's mom are like, oh, you know, we need you're one of the Cheetah mom. Moms, which is super cute and super good and not normal experience for foster kids. So I just thought that that was like next level. Yep. They magically um, win the talent show, even though they didn't compete. They performed outside on the street. Yeah. They pulled themselves from the talent show and they won. And But the boys are very happy for them, even though this means the boy leaves. Oh, Galleria kisses her boy. Mm-hmm. And then Jackal calls and tries to get them to come back. And they're very rude to him on the phone, which I 
agreed with, but also was like, this is a bad business move. He could probably get you blacklisted. Yeah, they like pass the phone between the four of them and all say like mean things. Like, and he deserved them all. It was just a bad business move. Yeah, they. Um, so that's it. Um, (laughs) we we talked about this a little bit with High School Musical, but um, Wikipedia says that this is Disney Channel's first musical. Oh, see, but we discussed that it's not really a musical. Right. because it it has a soundtrack but the soundtrack is all like songs that they sing. like right. they're not narrating the movie at all right exactly the opening the song. song we're singing at a birthday party and the songs right are not relevant to the situation right um we're not singing about how much we miss zach efron even though obviously that's something all of us do like on the daily <laughs> and like right we sing at the we sing for jackal we sing for our audition we're singing now because toto needs to hear it (laughs) we're singing to rescue toto Uh, but um it's you're right it's not narrating so it's technically just a movie about a girl not just a movie it's a classic movie about a girl girl (laughs) and not a musical but it was amazing and it was well received so i'm surprised that this didn't make them think they could pull off a musical well, they did. So so the next Cheetah Girls is a musical, and then they did High School Musical. Right, but according to the IMDb trivia, what really made them think they could pull off a musical was the musical episode of Even Stevens. Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Which came after this? Which came after this. Okay. It's interesting. In my mind, um, like, that So Raven came after Even Stevens, but I guess they were on at the same time. Hmm interesting it's interesting what i think of when i think of the order of disney movies and then mm-hmm. looking back at the actual order yeah and actually seeing them little... yeah cheetah girls came uh much earlier than i thought it did uh with being the same year as as cadet kelly right um in my mind cadet kelly was so much further before surprising to me so yeah and so uh camp rock came out before high school musical three you know we'll i'm sure get to all of that i still haven't seen mm-hmm. lemonade mouth and then descendants so descendants we're which is it, to. oh it's, it's on our calendar descendants um, and we're gonna watch lemonade mouth yeah. descendants obviously we started watching teen beach movies so plenty of musicals and plenty of musical sequels mm-hmm. follow this it is right. we are just musicalicious <laughs> but i love i love a good musical so i'm not hating obviously high school musical 10 out of 10. i do too i i saw mean girls uh last weekend that's a musical oh yeah was it good no the okay. the problem is is that if you're gonna have a musical you need to have some bops you know you and need to have some songs no bops. have you seen comparisons of how they sing it on broadway and how they sang it in the musical no you can look them up and it's just yeah they really toned it down for the musical because and it's the same thing with like wonka when they promoted wonka they didn't tell people it was a musical so people right. went into wonka and they were like why is this musical because there's this idea that audiences won't pay to see a musical which is like I, you know I mean, music, I've seen Les Mis in theaters. I've seen so many musicals. I realize I only named one. But I there's this idea that audiences don't like musicals, so they won't go see them. Interesting. Hmm. Anywho, um, that was the Cheetah Girls. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was a fun time. It's a little, doesn't make any sense at the end. But we had to save Toto. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought it was, so I remembered that, but watching it play out was just a little like. You know what? I just it's remembered. It's a dog in a hole. This came. You what? said this came out August two thousand three. Mm-hmm. The Lizzie McGuire movie 
was May of 2003. So yeah. the Lizzie McGuire movie, not a decom, it was in theaters. Um, that also ended kind of curiously with her performing inside the Coliseum. <laughs> with herself. Yeah. With herself. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. Disney I maybe they, they didn't number. get the ended the end the endings they didn't <laughs> I love a random musical number I love a musical I loved I'm just Ken in Barbie mm-hmm. yeah. I that was my top played song on my Spotify rap last year that's amazing and here's the really embarrassing part is I bought the Barbie soundtrack on CD what? and I have that in my <laughs> your your car has a CD player yeah my car has a okay CD mine does not so I have <laughs> that in my car so that's not even all the times I've listened to I'm Just Ken because I also listened to it on CD. That's right. ridiculous. Uh, but it yeah. was my top played song. Barbie was good. All right. So, so let's rate Cheetah Girls. Well, I was going to ask you first if you would like to rate the nostalgia factor. Very nostalgic. I mean, Cheetah Me Girls, the, the outfits were all nostalgic and amazing. The camera work, the way that they were speaking. I mean, it was clearly a little nonsense but just I don't know felt nostalgic to me and um we saw crimped hair in the background before yes. and she looked so bananas and I used to sit at night and my mom would crimp my hair very <gasps> hair for like 90 minutes she was oh crimping my, my hair at night and thank you mom heavenly thank you to my mom because that took so much patience yeah. to sit and crimp my hair all night long um so that I could have crimped hair at school the next day That's and amazing. so uh, super huge I mean, 10 on the nostalgia factor. For yeah, me, me too. Girls. Me too. Um, the, the camera work really uh, put it above and beyond for me, um, for sure. But yeah, just the the girl group pop number, <laughs> you know, all of that. Uh, how many Disney wand IDs are we giving this one? I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. I had a super great time. The music's amazing. The acting's really good. Love that the parents were involved. You lost me when the dog fell in a hole. Yeah, that was a little bit odd. Dog you know, in a hole? <laughs> that sounds bad. The, the movie went really fast and didn't really have like a huge... Yeah, it it felt like they like needed a climax. So they just threw Toto in a hole. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it a 7. I'm gonna give it okay. a seven. Um, glad I watched it. Probably won't be watching it again. I will probably watch it again. Not <laughs> maybe maybe in a year. I would definitely okay. watch it again. But I don't know. I might turn it off once Toto falls in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> this be is like gonna be like sing louder for him, and they start singing like the lowest song that they have. <laughs> oh. Toto, so Toto needs us anyway. And Toto's fine, guys. It's okay. I can make fun of Toto for falling <laughs> in a hole. He's fine. He's fine. All right. So what are we watching next week? Let It Shine. I haven't I've seen never that one. seen it. It's about a boy who raps and keeps it from his family. <gasps> Very fun. All right. I'm excited. So you can find us on our Substack. You can connect by email or go or go decom.substack.com you can find us on apple podcasts or spotify you can I'm follow Cece... us on instagram at yeah. or go decom kelsey's gonna start posting i think it's, yeah especially some of our outfits right uh yes we're gonna start rating outfits on there that's why i said <laughs> it in this episode so i have to start posting <laughs> okay so you can follow us on instagram as well or go decom which 
uh also looks like or godcom it, yeah it's not god.com <laughs> it's their decoms just a kawinky dink <laughs> just a kawinky dink all right so i'm cc chikoni i'm kelsey bullman this has been go big or go decom see you next week okay.